Welcome to ASA Abloy's Security Perspectives podcast. Today's complex world, it takes a village to ensure the safety, security, and health of a facility. In each episode, we'll speak with industry experts about their point of view on the latest trends, technologies, and topics impacting the security industry. If you want to broaden your perspective on physical security, this podcast will give you the insight you're looking for. Welcome to another edition of ASA Abloy's Security Perspectives podcast. Really excited to continue this program and, and dive a little bit deeper into the perspectives of security at another major institution. Joining us today is Nathan Brown from the University of Kentucky. Nathan, welcome. Hey, how are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing great. Thanks for, thanks for joining us today. Would you, would you mind uh, telling the audience uh, your role with the institution and how long you've been with the organization? Yeah, I currently serve as a deputy chief of police at the University of Kentucky. I've been there since 2004, and um, since about 2012, I've really been involved in uh, the electronic access control and the central security system. Okay. Over those past 18 years of your of your tenure there, what have you seen some of the biggest changes at the institution over the course of the 18 years? Yeah, I think uh, one of the, the largest changes I've seen is is how much... Uh, especially since I'm in law enforcement, how how we've really switched from the human security at campus and really taking more of a holistic approach to security on campus, uh, you know, security cameras, access control, notification, and really being involved in event planning and having more of an active role in, in security and not just the law enforcement and, and uh, you know, policing. Mm-hmm. Has that been driven primarily from the events going on in the world, or has that just been a decision by stakeholders within your university to work collaboratively across departments to provide a safer environment for the students? Like, what, what's driving that? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Unfortunately, uh, you know, there are a lot of events that have occurred, and, you know, we have to be prepared for that as an institution. But I also think the executive leadership at the University of Kentucky you know, believes that people are making the kind of decisions in security should be, you know, seasonal, the professionals that understand security and understand those. And, uh, you know, we're, our mission is to provide a safe and secure campus environment so that students and fac- students can learn, faculty faculty can teach, and, and the staff can do their job. So uh, that's what they're, we're there for. And, and it just makes sense as, as a whole, um, a culmination of all that together to make sure we're doing everything we can to provide that. Why do you think executive leadership has supported your security initiatives on campus? Because that's not always the case. I mean, it's yep. there's there's competing budgets, there's competing initiatives, and, and why do you think that your organization stepped up to provide you the funding to do what you need to do? Well, I think they just understand that if people don't feel safe, it's hard to learn, it's hard to teach. And, and I think that if you, you put the, the power in the right hands to make sure that, you know, you, you can make people feel safe, the perception of safety really does matter. And if, if our, I believe our executive leadership understands that and understands that, you know, if, if that can be taken away and, and they can feel a lot more comfortable than, you know, if your reputa- reputation is to be a safe campus, then, then mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have more students and your enrollment's going to go up and you pro- provide better educational experience. That's great. Now, we heard in a previous episode uh, from the University of Iowa about their preparations for mobile deployment. I know the University of Kentucky over the it's been a it's been a hot topic for you guys for quite some time. So would you mind sharing uh, your journey to get where you're at today as you embark on your your mobile journey? 
Yeah, I mean, mobile's come a really long way uh, for, you know, in the industry. I remember, you know, 10 years ago, you know, t talking about it and just thinking it's really not something for the University of Kentucky. You know, why would I replace, you know, a, a low-cost access card for something that would be on, on someone's phone? Then as I, you know, started coming to things like the Access Control Summit here and, and talking to professionals, you start realizing the how personal people feel about their phones and what they can do with it and, and then being able to, to provide that security um, or the access card on their, their phone and, and knowing that it's always going to be with them. And, and our journey was, was interesting. I mean, we, uh, we've, we've been preparing for about four years now, you know, many times about ready to, the, to be able to, uh, to go live. And, and then just something happens in the world and, and we have to, you know, adjust our priorities. But, you know, we're happy to announce that we're pretty close to, uh, to going live this, uh, this fall. And, um, and it's, it's going to be something that I think our students are really going to enjoy. Um, our students like it, you know, when, now that all the watches and, and wearables are included in that type, type of uh, technology, it's just something that's, uh, it's, it's a rare circumstance where convenience and security, you know, are in the, in the same room together and it's, it's comfortable. Yeah, that's a very unique perspective of putting security and convenience together, which is the ultimate goal as a manufacturer, like, like as Abloys, we're always trying to have a, provide solutions that, you know, can have a safer and more open world yet not be constrained um, uh, to, to move around a, a, a building as an example. And so, um, you know, one of the things that, that, that we like to talk about in addition to, 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 to mobile, um, are aspects around uh, access control locks as well. And that investment in those technologies, I know you guys have a heavy presence of P3 developments in student housing. Could you talk a little bit about that and how you guys have navigated that particular uh, challenge, I would say at the time, in yeah. order to protect your standards and, and deliver a solution that's now allowed you to eventually go live with mobile? Yeah, um, about, about in around 2012, uh, we we entered to our first uh, P3s and we and we started for our residential housing. And at the time, you know, they had their standard that, of what they wanted to do, and they had had their way of of installing things. The our our um, the, our vendor for that. And uh, you know, we had those those conversations, and they're not always easy because you know, when you're asking someone to change their standards to conform to yours, um, you know, you're asking them to do something a little different. But you know, we they were good partners to us, and we we had some uh, some great conversations, which allowed us to as a university instead of the third party uh, control the, the the credential and then therefore it, w it became our standard our credential and then we were able able to to make sure that the right people had the cards and that we could um, could ensure safety within the residence halls and as it expanded we have i believe 16 residence halls on campus right now all of which that have this new standard and so the P3 does a great job in providing new, really nice facilities for us uh, that they help run. And then we're able to provide a better, more secure, and a safer uh, residential environment for our students. I, I know from As Abloy's perspective, too, we're, we're involved in those discussions um, you know, with privatized developers because we understand the shift to mobile is those paths are colliding and they're going to continue to collide more more regularly and so i think that collaboration is is key to to be able to provide a, the same student experience that that's universal across your your campus um you've mentioned i've known you for for a while now and you've always mentioned the ability to have partnerships with vendors and i i often think that i think a lot of times not just institutions of higher ed but 
but other institutions view uh, you know, more as a vendor versus a, a true business partner. And would you mind elaborating on that? Because I think that's allowed you to do some of the things that you've done successfully because of that, how you view partnerships. And the right partners is also important. Yeah, I mean, the way I always describe it is, especially in the physical security world, is, you know, a, a vendor, someone who sells you something and hopes it works, and, and a partner is there with you. Um, you know, people like ASA, you know, when we when we went to the IN120 in our residence halls, and, and uh, they were there on move-in day, our, our, our partners, our... Um, access control partner was also there um, and and just making sure everything went well and i always like to say you know if you don't know your vendors by or your your partners and your vendors by their first name then then you probably don't really know them and they probably don't know you very well and you know in law enforcement we always talk about the the time to meet people is not during the crisis you know and and so so i think it's important to uh, to get to know each other and make sure we understand how um Obviously, you know, vendors and and uh, and people in sales are, have to make money to run their businesses. But at the same time, they're providing a good and service that they believe in. And and I believe that with them being being there, they want to do a good thing. They want to continue to grow and on your campus, and and they want to make sure the students have a good experience. I mean. And that's, that's the difference, I think, in my eyes, a partner versus a vendor. And, and we've had amazing relationships with, with ASA, with HID, and, and it's really helped us overcome many problems. When the chip shortage happened, you know, we were able, or is still occurring, we're, we're able to make those phone calls and have our friends help us out and, and get things when we have priorities to make sure it's done. And, and, um, and things like this, this summit is, is something that really helps us out and, and gets us uh, those, the relationships that we need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the Integrated uh, Access Management Summit, you've been a long supporter of that as well, and we appreciate that, that partnership. Um, part of this program also is we dive deep into security perspectives and try to get an understanding of, of, of your campus and what's on your mind. And a lot of the institutions that are out there look to the University of Kentucky uh, as a progressive institution and in the way that you operate from your standards to mobile deployment you're further ahead than a lot of campuses out there. Um, what do you think the next two to three years looks like at, at UK in terms of what's, what does security look like in the eyes of Nathan, who's leading things there at the, at the campus? Well, <laughs> not leading things, but I'm helping. <laughs> I'm, helping I'm, I'm part of that, that, um, that solution. But I will say that you know, um, what we're really working on right now is is, is one, this mobile solution is going to allow it to where, you know, uh, not every student always goes out of their way to get a wild card, but the mobile solution will make it very much more convenient for them to be able to have that. And then what that's going to allow us to do is to really start looking at some automations, you know, you know maybe be able to lock down some class, uh, some academic spaces so that only students can get there, so that provide a little bit higher level of safety, so all, not all the doors are open all the time. We know that's a security flaw in, in a lot of um, in, in a lot of institutions right now, and or even at least start deploying some more uh, uh, septed strategies that will, um, in concert with mobile, to be able to, you know, at least limit access control, provide access control based off, off some scheduling that already exists, um, class scheduling, and so on and so forth. And I think it really just kind of changes the, the, the face of the university to know that, you know, the only people are in certain spaces are people who belong in those certain spaces. Mm -hmm. With the advancements you've made in security, how's, how's that been received from staff and students? You know, anytime uh, you roll out something new, I think people are, are worried first. 
And, um, and then once you talk to them, I found a great value in picking up the phone. So if someone mm -hmm. sends you an email, just, uh, you know, send them back an email and say, hey, can we talk about it? And once you generally talk to them, you tell them about what your intentions are, you tell them about the limitations of the, the systems that you're working on, then typically they, it's, it's rare that we don't hang up the phone saying, well, why aren't you doing more? And, and it's, I think it's, it's all about trust and it's all about communication. And, and generally, it's very rare that someone holds on to, uh, you know, not, not liking something we're doing from the security realm. Because at the end of the day, we are trying to keep them safe so, that, you know, so we can do good, you know, some, some great teaching and, and some research and so on and so forth on campus. Well, we've heard a lot about uh, your initiatives and, and what uh, the UK is, uh, is, is doing in terms of security. But to get the audience to get to know you a little bit better, Nathan, uh, where'd you go to school? Well, well uh, my, my undergrad was at Eastern Kentucky University. I'm a colonel. And then, um, and then I went to my master's degree at, at UK, which actually brought me to the police department. I'm not somebody who grew up wanting to be a cop every day, and um, I do feel like uh, I have the best job in the world. But um, uh, the, uh, but uh, but when but I didn't grow up thinking, hey, I want to drive cars, you know, and <laughs> and, and and you know, arrest people. I, uh, and now I'm in the access control world, and I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. <laughs> That's well, we're glad to have you as part of the <laughs> part of the family, but. If you weren't doing what you're doing, what what would Nathan uh, like to do? Um, obviously, you have the best yep. job that you can I have do. now. But yeah, I mean, so I do say I always tell people I get paid to do what people would pay to do. I mean, I'm part of the you know greatest basketball uh, school in, in in history. You know, so we I've got to watch a national championship in my career there. Um, I've you know I've I've got to meet heads of states and Muhammad Ali and wow. all kinds of you know amazing amazing people in what I do. If I wasn't doing this, you know, when I was growing up, uh, I was, uh, I got to work, I worked at Toys R Us, believe it or not, on the dock, and <laughs> I'm telling you, it was, it was, I never had a bad day going in there, it was just so much fun, whether it was looking at the new toys, building bikes, or unloading a truck with a bunch of guys on the dock, it was a, it was just, uh, it was something that every now and then I look after, if they, you know, if money didn't matter, that'd be a great job to have again, I don't, and I know Toys R Us isn't exactly around as it was when I was a kid, but I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that's great. What was your favorite 2 a.m. snack at Eastern Kentucky? Well, you know, I, what's funny is uh, I am not a night owl. I never have been. I, um, I'm, I'm one of those kind of guys that even now I, I'm, I'm you looking to rephrase that. What was your 10 a.m. snack yeah, or 10 p.m. snack? I, I, I would say, you know, uh, Generally, when I was when I was around on campus, we had a place called Kaler. It was a greasy spoon in the middle of campus, and I really just liked going going over there, and uh, you know, getting some. I think everything was fried in the same pot. I have no idea. <laughs> you know, same basket. It didn't it, matter. It all tastes the same, <laughs> but uh, it was delicious, and and I look fondly on those days. Well, that's great, Nathan. And 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 to close uh, the program, I mean, looking at your peers that are out there in the in the market today what advice would you have to another campus that's uh that's currently challenged or not getting support they need and still have to secure their facilities what what's your advice to them you know i think one of the most important things that we have to learn as a you know as law enforcement or, or um or just you know anyone in the physical se uh, security world is that you have to let people know that their jobs are better if you if you're able to do your job well and, and I think you just got to get out there, keep communicating, make sure you're forming those relationships. Uh, as, as I brag about a lot, the, our IT department is one of the greatest in the country. And having that relationship and someone who can support us and help drive some of these initiatives and make sure that it, it, you know, it's out there and they, they are there to say that it will work and will help us help do it. 
that's the kind of things you got to be doing is making those relationships now because you don't want these silos. You know, you can be compartmentalized, but you can't be in silos. Mm -hmm. you, I mean, and so and that'd be my advice is get out there, make sure people know what your vision is for it. And I, I promise think people will support you. That's that's fantastic, Nathan. Thanks for your insights today. I'm joining the program. Thank Glad you so much. You. So thank you very much. We look forward to the next episode.